This is the third week of our series we're calling Defining Moments. Defining Moments are brief experiences so filled and brimming with meaning that they bring definition and clarity into our lives. And today, we're looking at a defining moment from early in the life of the prophet Samuel. The specific moment he experienced is one I believe God wants to give to each of us, to every one of us. Samuel lived 1,100 years before Christ. At the time of Samuel's birth, Israel had moved into the promised land after 40 years of wandering in the desert. But there were trouble, but their troubles weren't over. This period is called the period of the judges. Israel was a loose confederation of tribes held together by leaders called judges. Samuel lived in a period of crisis and transition. There was a leadership crisis that was felt throughout the nation. Eventually, Samuel transitioned the nation from a tribal culture to a united kingdom under the leadership of Israel's greatest leader of all, King David. The passage we are looking at today is the defining moment that launched Samuel into his great and historic role, a moment long before he knew fame and influence, a seemingly insignificant moment when he was a nobody and nobody else paid any attention to him. Samuel grew up working for the priest, Eli, who was the high priest at the time. While he was not a bad man, he was weak and lazy. His poor leadership began with his own family. His sons abused their power. They were an embarrassment to him. They did a lot of very bad things. And yet, Eli couldn't lead them out of trouble, much less the nation. Scripture suddenly tells us of Eli's poor leadership. And it says, his eyes had lately grown so weak that he could not see. So there was no vision for the nation because Eli was so weak and he could not see where God was leading the nation or what God wanted him to do. So Samuel is asleep in the temple of the Lord. And this temple would have been more of a tent than the permanent structure that was later built in Jerusalem by King Solomon. The tent housed the Ark of the Covenant, which contained Israel's most prized possession, the Ten Commandments. It was the most sacred place in all of Israel, so much so that it was called the Holy of Holies. And Samuel was sleeping there when God called out to him. But Samuel believes it is Eli who called him. He runs to Eli who tells him he's mistaken. Samuel, at this point in his life, does not recognize the voice of the Lord. Even though he spent all his time in church, he didn't recognize God when he encountered him. He didn't know God when he heard him. So this same thing happens three times. Samuel still thinks that Eli is calling, but after a third time, it is Eli who finally gets what's going on, at which point he gives Samuel a piece of spiritual advice that forever changes his life. If you put this advice this piece of advice into action in your life, it could be a defining moment in your relationship with God and bring more purpose and significance to your life. Just by putting this principle into practice, many of the aspects of your life might come into focus and start making more sense. You might have a much clearer sense of direction. I would go so far as to say that you might understand the meaning of your life and your place in this world in a way that you could not on your own. That's what happened to Samuel. But before I tell you what Eli said to Samuel, let me warn you. 
This advice is incredibly, ridiculously simple. It is so simple that you might be tempted to, to dismiss it, but don't. This is one of the most basic challenges of the Christian life. We often fail to see it and experience God because it is so simple. That's what happened to Eli and Samuel. Over and over again, they failed to see what was going on. Most spiritual practices are ordinary and simple, but powerful because they assess, access the power of God. And this one is no exception. So here's the groundbreaking advice Eli gives to Samuel that changes his life. Eli tells Samuel, go back to bed, wait for the Lord to call you. And when he does, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That's it. We, when we have the impression or feeling that God is trying to get our attention and speaking to us or to you, respond to God and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. It's pretty simple advice. And the moment he starts using it, it changes everything. Scripture tells us that God then reveals to Samuel that there is going to be a change of leadership in Israel. Eli will be out and Samuel will be in. God reveals to Samuel his vision and plan for his life, what God plans on doing through him. And from this time, point forward, God was with him, and not one of Samuel's words went unfulfilled. Samuel learned to tune into God so well that when he spoke, he was always effective. Because he was effectively listening to the Lord, he was speaking more effectively to everyone else. The Christian life can contain moments of incredible impact and significance, power and grace, but it doesn't begin there. Bold deeds and historic achievements are instead the fruit of simple obedience and the humility to listen. It is as simple as listening to the voice of God and to hear him speak when we have to listen. We can do this in several ways. One, by establishing a daily quiet time even if only five or six minutes a day. By making it the same time and same place every day, you're more likely to stick with it. We listen by seeking zones of silence in our days, apart from technology and noise and the clutter of our culture. We listen to God by reading God's word, by spending time in scripture. We listen to God when we are able to visit the Blessed Sacrament in adoration. God uses choirs of angels and stars rising in the east, sometimes for sure, but more often he uses quiet moments and silence to communicate. Two, by thinking about the ways God has already spoken to us in our life. A couple of weeks ago, we asked you to think of three to five defining moments in your life. These moments are times when God was moving in your life and speaking to you. And three, by sharing those moments with others, and by actively listening to the way God is working in the lives of those around you. This is the reason we continue to encourage the three conversations here on our campus, in your homes, at the places you work, or practically anywhere, because it is through listening and sharing that you realize how God has and is speaking to you. Your relationship with God will change the moment that you recognize that God wants to communicate with you that he has basic and practical advice he can share with you on a daily basis to help you, to lead you, to guide you.
Until you have that moment, your relationship with God will be stunted. God will be just a category, a class, an obligation, an idea, but really nothing more. It is interesting, it is interesting isn't it, that Samuel had grown up in church. He had lived at the temple from an early age, at the place where God was most present. And yet, until he deliberately and intentionally listened to the Lord, he couldn't recognize the voice of God. Some people are like that in church. They attend church their whole life long, but they've never heard the Lord speak to them, or they don't recognize his voice when he does. Samuel's life changed, and he began an incredible and significant, successful life, a life of historic impact when he said, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. It's that simple. God wants to speak to you, but you have to believe that so much that you're willing to invest time in it. So this is what we want you to do. Begin to set apart a place and a time where you can spend five to six minutes alone with God, whether you are just silent or reading scripture or in front of the blessed sacrament. And when you're there, begin your time with God by saying, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. Pray it every day. It could be your defining moment.